0: What Andre? We're getting to the end of Harvest. We are getting to the end of Harvest. You know what that means? It means Taste the Season is coming.
1: Yep, I really love Taste the Season. I love that Passport event.
0: Going from winery to winery. Eating Eating delicious food. food. Mm. You know what I always say? It's really about the food.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean there's so many restaurants
0: in Niagara on the Lake that have really great restaurants. And catering. And catering. Food trucks. There's so much. I was just talking to somebody today about it. There's so much great food that's happening in Niagara. And the neat part is you get to start tasting some of it. At Tastes. And you know what the great thing is?
1: What's the great thing, Andre? We've got a pair of passes to give away to one of our lucky listeners. Yes we do! All you gotta do is check at the great guy from Michael Pincus's uh, Twitter account look for the tweet that says retweet to win you can do it right now hang on i'll wait a second for you to do that okay hold on okay now retweet it you get one entry per person and one random lucky listener will get a chance to visit
0: taste the season on weekends in november so what it'll be is a retweet to win and then you'll see the link for the podcast and i want retweets lots and lots of retweets and then you'll be randomly selected by henry Vaughn asshole you know, I think I need to give my dog a nicer name. I think you do. You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Uh, Andre, I have a feeling we're going to get into a little hot water today.
1: Uh, I think we can stay out of the hot water.
0: I do. You think so? Um,
1: I think there's a way we can talk about this because there's stuff that uh, needs to be said.
0: Okay. All right. I'm Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinerview.com. I'm Andre Pru
1: from AndreWineReview.ca.
0: All right, so let's jump right into the pool and see which end we end up in. Okay. Uh, of late, there has been uh, articles written. There has been chalking heads. Yep. There have been tweets and twats and all kinds of other things going around. There have been Facebook posts. I think, a, I think I think we should maybe start this by saying have you read the National Post lately and then the National Post obviously comes by a buy and writes something that's completely uh, I don't even know what I don't, it wasn't well researched it just was uh, it was some it, it was it
1: was a poorly written written piece but you know looking back I can say at the core the good thing that came from this article is a lot of people are talking about something that um, has not really been discussed in depth over the past few years, except for a few people really jumping up and down trying to make noise about it. Past
0: past few years, yes. I, I think this is I think the VQA, and that's what we're talking about, the Vintners Quality Alliance, it is is something that pops up probably every seven to ten years. Something happens, somebody makes a stink about it, and you know people jump on the bandwagon for or against, and then and then you end up with the debate, and then, from my perspective, nothing really majorly changes How about that.
1: And I don't think anything will majorly change because VQA is a government entity.
0: It is, and then it, it, you know, it's like turning a, a, a Laker, mm-hmm. the boat. Okay, not, not the,
1: not the basketball not, player. Not the
0: basketball player. It's like turning a Laker. It's very slow. Uh, you know, they, they seem to make... To me, cosmetic changes, uh, okay, we'll allow a Pacimento. Uh okay, we're going to allow this grape, uh, but they don't hit on, as far as I'm concerned, the bigger issue, which is, and people always seem to think it is, is the tasting panel and the perceived monochromatic wines that the VQA foists on Ontario.
1: Hey, you, and you, you know what, though? I saw, um, we're recording this on October 24th, and I read something that uh, Brian Schmidt of Vineland Estates had posted this morning. And I'm actually leaning a little bit more um, to, to really agree with some of the things that he said. I really don't think it's fair to call Ontario wines monochromatic as, as a whole. And as no, I, I think that's, and, a, that's,
0: and, that's far from the truth. But go on. But but that
1: being said, though, uh, you know the I'm going to go s- straight to the point. Someone like Norman Hardy is having difficulties dealing with the VQA and getting his wines to market. And you know when 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 you have one winemaker out of 170 that has an issue, I'm not sure that that speaks to an epidemic problem. But that being said when you have a winemaker who is a flag bearer and arguably one of the most critically acclaimed winemakers in the Ontario wine industry having trouble getting the certification on his wines it's hard to not ask yourself and make sure that you you investigate whether or not there is a problem
0: Well the question is always does the squeaky wheel get the grease and if yes. he makes enough squeak does he will he get somewhere I I don't I don't think he's going to get anywhere because we had the same kind of squeaky wheel with the uh, Morris set with the yes. Black Ball Riesling. Uh, he he squeaked and squawked, and I don't remember any major changes to the uh, VQA's system.
1: No, and it it is a bit of a shame. Like I'll put it right out in this podcast, I am not a fan of the, the Black Ball Riesling. Um, I just I don't. Maybe I don't get it. Maybe, I'm an, maybe. I have, maybe I have an, an educated palate, but it's not something I enjoy drinking. I do like the story, and I admire uh, Francois for taking this and turning it into uh, a hell of a, a marketing opportunity, because sure. it makes for a, a great story. But now that we're a few years away from the first Black Ball Riesling failure, and I've had a chance to taste the wine over uh, several vintages, This wine has a cult following, so the market has spoken. Correct. Yep. And as far as I'm concerned, um, once you've submitted a wine to the VQA, it goes through a lab test to make sure there's nothing unsafe about it. That's where it should end. If you can prove that the fruit comes from Ontario and you pass the safety, you should be VQA approved and be able to sell your wine with that certification.
0: Well, I, I wrote an article many years ago when uh, when the whole thing exploded before. And I said the exact same thing. I said that we should, more along the lines, go on a two-tiered system, very much like the Italians. They have the DOC and the DOCG. So we have BQA and BQAG. Now, BQA or the DOC just means that the grapes come from that specific region. So if you can prove they're from Ontario, if you can prove they're from the Short Hills Bench, if you can prove they're from Beamsville or whatever else, and show that yes, they have, um, uh, they are from that specific place, then you get VQA. Yeah, because that's what it is. The, the conversation should be VQA is about origin, and, yes. and if you really look at their website, it's about origin. It's not about taste. It's not taste the place. It is just about the place. And then if you would like to make that step further and go with the DOCG or the VQA G which you guarantee the now you're talking about guaranteeing quality where you have a tasting panel that talks about the wine that tastes the wine and says yes this not only you know is from Ontario which is where they get the VQA part Yep. But it actually tastes like a BQA wine or an Ontario wine from the Short Hills Bench. Yes, It tastes like what it should taste like. It tastes like what the grape tastes like. You get the G of quality. You can charge a little bit more because, you know, you have been taste tested. You paid for that. And Bob's your uncle. Go sell it. I,
1: I, I think that's an, a really interesting idea. But I, I think that it's, it's putting... The, the cart before the horse because uh, you and I have, have talked a little bit about this that one of the big problems with VQA is the fact that in that acronym it has a Q in it. Uh, and we now have a, a government um, government entity that decides what is quality um, when the raison d'etre for VQA has nothing to do with quality and everything to do simply with origin. With the place, yes. And the problem with, with wine is... As I've said, beyond that uh, chemical analysis of the wine to so make sure it's it's safe
0: that it doesn't you... have uh, uh, anything that'll kill you, yep. that it doesn't have uh, any anything that's that's off, yep, then it should just go through.
1: But uh, I mean, be, beyond that, you have uh, people then who are deciding um, ob- objectively when it's not something that can be measured objectively whether a wine is good or not. I mean, that's why you and I do what we do. There's a certain amount of subjectivity beyond whether a wine is is
0: good, right? Correct. And the reason you pick a, a reviewer or a wine writer is is because you're, either your palate matches or you like what they have to say or that you don't like what they have to say. Sometimes you just like to see somebody shit all over something. Um, but, you know, the reason that you follow somebody is because you mesh, and because you you know the reason you you read an author yep. is because you like their style yep. you like the characters Same thing goes with wineries, same thing goes with reviewers. The reason you like a certain winery is you either like the people at that winery, you like the stuff they're producing. The reason I would read you or you would read me is because you like what we have to say or you've tasted many wines that we have reviewed and said, you know what, I follow this guy. Yes, he said it was four and a half stars. It was definitely a four and a half star wine to me. And this one was definitely a three star or or whatever. See, now one of the biggest problems, and and this is
1: uh, one of the issues that a few people pointed out, wasn't touched on in the National Post piece is uh, the reason why we're so passionate about VQA and the reason why uh, winemakers are so passionate about the VQA is you can still sell a wine without VQA designation, but there are financial consequences to not having your wine pass the VQA. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast may know that, but there are some that aren't. Um, so, I mean, just to break it down a little bit, without VQA designation, uh, there aren't any penalties if you sell out of your cellar door, but as soon as you start selling through the LCBO or to licensees, uh, the government's sticking their hands in the pockets of the, the producers um, to the point where it's it's not financially viable to
0: really survive without the VQA. Yeah, it's 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 cost prohibitive, but you can sell without the VQA. And uh, Pearl Morissette did that with his Black Ball Riesling. He yes. did end up selling it uh, without VQA approval, and you don't you don't need it. But, again, it comes back to that cue that is always, you know, stuck in my craw. They're telling me what quality is. And I have, and you, I know you have, have tasted some VQA wines that make you wonder how they passed. Uh, and it's, you know, and I, and I think, you know, again, subjective, you know, my yep. palate, I'm not a big fan of that wine, but... Somebody else may really like it, and that's what it is. And well, and I mean, it's even coming down to
1: those those two sort of the the prime examples of um, you know the VQA having issues passing is what's well, talking about Norman Hardy and Pearl Morris. That I've tasted wines from both of these wineries quite extensively. I've, t- I've tasted Norm's portfolio frontwards, backwards twice this year, and there is not a single wine in that portfolio that that should be. Failing VQA. Now, what is really becoming a problem is I had a conversation with Norm on the, the phone re- recently, and he told me that he is now having to gear his winemaking to make sure that the wines he's making can pass VQA. And I think if you do have a winemaker or winemakers, because he is the only one who has spoken to me, and if you are a winemaker listening to this and this applies to you as well, I really want to hear from you because then we're speaking to a larger problem. As soon as you start gearing your winemaking, to make sure that a wine can pass VQA. We are stifling creativity, and we now have the government placing limits on what we can do with wine making in this province, and that's a
0: damn shame. They do have a, a lot of control for where we can sell it, and now they have a control, obviously, of what we are drinking. And, I mean, it it, it
1: is a, a love-hate relationship, though, because, uh, I mean... I'm not just saying this for the, the sake of, of being nice, but it is important to have balance though. VQA is important because having a set of regulations for how wine is is governed in this province is absolutely crucial for the legitimacy of our winemaking especially on the international scale. Correct.
0: It's all based on the, uh, the AOC system in, in France uh, and, and throughout Europe the, the the systems that they have in place and yeah, we felt we needed one of our own, and yes, but I think being where we are and being such a young industry, we should go back and look at it and maybe create the VQAG, maybe cre- maybe take the Q out of there and make it stand for something else. Well, I don't we don't want
1: to have that. wine bottles of VA written all over it. That's
0: not good either. Yeah, <laughs> I guess
1: that would take that out. <laughs> So I mean we we've we've gotten a little bit of this off our chest, but I'm not sure if I feel any better. We go any farther because the idea of VQAG, like it is a bit of a pipe dream, and it's it's nice, but I'm not sure I want another layer of government bureaucracy involved in in winemaking. Because now but, now we're 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 looking at still having VQA, which means people are going to be taking care of those wines, and we're going to have to have a whole. New separate
0: set of, of rules well, what, are going for VQAG. What I'm saying is just remove that first layer though. Not every wine gets the tasting panel. Just somebody says, you know what? I just want this to pass through VQA. I just want it to be a VQA wine. And then let the marketplace decide whether that wine gets you know, sold through and made again, or it gets dumped into the toilet. You know,
1: I, I, I I know this is going to be a little bit of, of, of backpedaling, but now that I think about that out, out loud, like it, it is a great idea, and I'm not even sure I'm completely uncomfortable with uh, the idea of leaving Q in there for VQA, because at least if we have that level where it's VQA and VQAG, then we would have a first a, a, a definitive way of uh, making sure that people aren't mixing up the wines with Cellard in Canada. It would give us an opportunity to, to market the new level. I don't know. I think I'm just talking a lot, and when I say it a lot, it just sounds ridiculous. People should know the difference between seller Canada and VQA already, but they, they don't.
0: They should, but they don't, and that's yeah. that's a problem. And we could we could talk this thing to death. We could, but you know what? We'd like to hear from you, and I'm sure we will. And uh, Andre's going to tell you to send your angry phone calls to me. No, no, no. no.
1: I actually I want the angry phone calls. Oh, this goody! Time.
0: Yay! I, do. I do. And
1: anyone. You can find me on social media, you can ask my phone number, because my challenge is, is legitimate. Because when Norm told me that uh, the, the winemaking is being tailored to help pass VQA, that really did break my heart. Because I do look forward to tasting Norm's wines, and I don't always like everything he makes. But I know every time I go there, I'm getting something interesting.
0: And I will point out, though, that all his wines do have the VQA. So, yes. of course, you're not tasting what has been faulted, quote-unquote... Yep. And not past. You are now tasting the stuff that has passed. So yes. you're not going to end up tasting the stuff that, that doesn't.
1: No, so. I know. I No, I, I get that. But I mean, really, it, like, it, I want to get to the root of this problem, whether the VQA system really is, is broken or not. Um, I mean, we've raised some interesting questions, but I would love to hear from other people. So yes, angry phone calls and messages to me. Wow, that's a that's a new one. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends,
0: tell your family, pass it to your local winemaker. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. And I'm Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.